that this episode is well hmm okay it's i i think it's fine it's still good it's still funny still got some great ruby dixon content which is what we are all really here for small small issue um past abigail um well didn't make the best choice and that is that uh (laughs) she decided that it was the logical and smart and most important thing to do in the world to record an episode of the podcast that she'd been looking forward to recording for a very long time. Um, the day after she got her COVID vaccine and I, oh, oh yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I am fully vaccinated and you should congratulate me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the small issue is, uh, I also got severely ill. I mean, whoo real whopper of of an illness afterwards um i was laid out for approximately 36 hours and then at hour 37 i was like i can record a podcast not my greatest choice and i think it reflects a little bit in in this episode because i am what one might say as low energy but i thought it gave a little bit of like an asmr vibe to to the to the pod which is nothing that anyone asked for but is just the thing that happened. Um, it's totally listenable. Fred was a fantastic sport. He tried to make me laugh. I ignored almost all of his jokes, not because he's not funny, but mostly because I was hanging on by what one might say is a silken thread. And I did immediately pass out. Uh, as soon as the sanctum door was opened, I crawled back under my sheets and slept for like six hours uh, and then woke up and drank some Thai tea. So, you know, I hope you enjoy this episode. If this is your first episode, they're not all like this. They're all a little bit different. Not quite this different. That being said, again, still a good episode, still good content, still good Ruby. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you listen to the other episodes. Um, and you know what? Hey, if it turns out that this is actually your flavor, don't even trip, dog, because for sure I'm going to record podcasts when I'm ill in the future because I don't know how to take care of myself and that's something I need to work on. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Have a good time. Read that good, good Ruby content. Laugh at Fred's jokes when I don't. Sorry, Fred. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I'll talk to y'all later. Abigail for the future, out! Hi and welcome to the Kingdom of Thirst podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. I'm with the most irritating person alive. <laughs> <laughs> We've had to try and start this like four times. It's only been twice. It's only been twice. It feels like much more than that, Fred. Wow. Yeah. Oops. You know what I discovered recently? I've been uh, purging my my Facebook of anything that shows that I was a human being prior to 2017. Oh, did you like unlike all the pages? Well, I'm I'm also just deleting all of my statuses, everything, because I got I got Facebook in like 2009. And Oof. that's rough because I was like <laughs> 13. Oh, my um, God. So I, uh, I've i been purging things and I realized recently that for whatever reason, past Abigail liked the Reptar page. And I like from Rugrats. Yeah. OK. I don't know why. She also liked the Dalai Lama. I she had eclectic taste, that young hmm. woman. I don't know her, but I appreciate her. Not enough to keep her 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 likes. But is that page run by the Dalai Lama? Almost certainly not. Could you imagine? I'm going to say no. I, I, I'm I just imagining the Dalai Lama logging into Facebook to, like, check, I you mean, know? I think we'd be lucky if he knows how to use, like, a rotary phone. Wow. I mean, he's an old, he's an old monk, man. I don't what know. are you going to do if he, like, wants to come on your podcast? If the Dalai Lama wants to come on his podcast, <laughs> I will take back everything I said just now about him not knowing how to use a phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway... Uh, that's a weird intro to say that I'm here with Fred. Uh, again, it's weird to introduce you because I know that your persona online is, like, something totally different, 
but I'm sorry. I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. (laughs) But I know you as Fred, but you're mostly known on the internet as Phil Motter because you're you're a famo. Oh my god! Ew! You're so famous on the streaming. Listen, I don't know. What? I don't. The street. The streaming web. Ma'am, try again. The, The Twitches. The Twitches. Oh my god, you should stream Twitches. <laughs> oh my god. RIP. No. To still the someone. best the best movie. The best reaction in the best movie. Speaking of troubling uh Disney Channel movies. Uh-huh. Paolo from the Lizzie McGuire we movie. We had this conversation so many times. I know, <laughs> but I just talked about this at work with somebody okay. and Lizzie McGuire was graduating from 8th grade. And he was like 25. What is happening? I don't think she was graduating from eighth grade. Yeah, she was. Was she? She was going into high school. Oh, that... Isn't that so scary? That's very troubling. She's like 13. I always thought she was graduating from high school. No. Ah. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Isn't that shit weird? Yeah. I'll just, I'll always remember uh, the scene where she gets the wheel of cheese from the lady. Uh, True. As a gift. True. Because I think she's a pop star. You know what scene I'll always remember? When? When she's like on stage at the end. And that's when I realized that I was gay. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. So I, I can quote that movie to this day. Hell yeah. Um, That's not what we're talking about today, though. Do no. you know what we're talking about? Do you remember what I, what I told you? You told me like a week ago, but I don't fucking remember. You know, you wouldn't remember if I told you this morning, probably. True. Um, Wait, did don't... I even see you this morning? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've been creating TikToks for like an hour. <laughs> You have to have a backlog in your drafts. Okay, I I wouldn't know, but well, you should get on TikTok. Well, I can't get on TikTok. Okay. Well, you can, but you just refuse to because you're an old lady. I mean, yes. Uh, no, we are talking about. Um, oh, I should have brought my llama plushie. Anyway, so today we're talking about. Uh, I I've been meaning to do this episode for a while because I I. We've talked tangentially about uh, this topic. We have tangerinally. We have covered different books uh, in this topic. We have we have also covered in one of our early episodes, you and I, you uh, and me, you and I, yes, I and you, the two of us, the twus. Um, <laughs> we we covered uh, one of their lesser known books. Uh huh. But today we are covering. Ruby Dixon on the whole. On the whole. Well, hey. Uh, her most her most popular <laughs> works, which we have not actually talked about, which is oh. kind of amazing. Oh, I, shit. I, we took the roundabout route to get to Ruby. Okay. Um, okay. Because we talked about the Alien Assassin's Convenient Bride in one of our very early episodes. I think maybe the second episode we ever did together. Um, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> which was a a collaboration with another author and. Mm-hmm. Does not, as far as I know, exist in her wider universe. Um, is going to be important in a little bit. We talked about uh, you and I didn't talk about it, but in the Dragon Shifters episode, mm-hmm. we strand a Dragon Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. We talk about her Fireblood series, and I've mentioned it in the past, mm-hmm. um, which does exist in her wider universe. We love a wide, thick universe. The, she's got a girthy universe <laughs> for sure. Uh, wait, a unigirth? No, 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 no. Um, but uh, she, she, we, we kind of, we, like I said, we took a circuitous route to get Oof. to like her, her, the thing she's most known for, which is her blue aliens. <gasps> I'm um, ready for blue. They're blue. They're big blue and horned. Mm, but do they have a nutrient slurry? They don't have a nutrient slurry. Alas, mm. that is only scorpion men. Wow. Um, not her purview, but you know what? In the future, anything can happen. Hey, Ruby. Hey, Goyle. Hey, you want a mug? You want a you want a mug? <laughs> you want a nutrient mug? Are those going to be out by the time this episode is up? Absolutely not. Damn it. Um, but I I am going to be. 
Spoilers for the future. Okay. I am going to be doing a Nutrient Slurry mug. Yeah. I don't know if I can get away. I don't know. Okay, I know I can get away with it because I don't think 303 cares. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I do very much want to make a, um, if your boyfriend's got beef, yep. <laughs> I'm not fucking scared of him. Uh-huh. Got nutrient slurry and I'm not hungry. Mug, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and, or I, the problem is that's very niche. I don't know that's if anyone finds that. the most niche. <laughs> I don't know if anyone finds that funny except for me. You could literally not get more niche than that reference. It's extremely niche and it does please me very much. More than likely, I'll I'll just end up doing the uh, don't talk to me until I've had my nutrient slurry. Yeah, I I would I unless, would drink from that mug on stream one hundred percent. Unless everyone else, if they do want the extremely niche three hundred three reference. Yeah, put up a Twitter poll. Three hundred three reference or nah? Uh, three hundred three reference combined with an extremely niche uh-huh. alien romance reference as yeah. well. It's perfect. Very, yeah. it hits. And checks all of the boxes. While also hitting and checking none of the boxes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty much this podcast, I think. Yeah. Anyway. I like that. Anyway, Ruby, if you if you want a mug, hit me up. I will put it up just for you. Hell yeah. Um, but I I I've been meaning to get around to this because I love these books so much. I've read almost all of them. Which Damn. is gonna be more impressive than you think after I start giving you the stats. Oh. Um, Wait, this isn't... Okay, no, no, no. I, I was thinking about a different author because you mentioned the other day that you had read them all. This is a different author. Okay, which one are you thinking of? Um, Cressley Cole. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. She does not do aliens. I would yeah. love for her to do aliens. I love for her to do anything. I, we miss you, Cressley. <laughs> you good? Girl, are you okay? We miss you. I uh, hope everything's good. Wait, Cressley... Whammon? What? Is is Cressley a whammon? Yeah. I, as far as I know, yeah. I've just never heard that first name before. So. Yeah. Cressley Cole. Well, as far as I know, uh, she, she identifies as a woman, yes. But today we're talking about Ruby Dixon. Specifically, oh. we're talking about Ruby Dixon's, like, tentpole series, uh-huh. um, which begins with the Ice Planet Barbarian series. Oh, yes. Um, which, again, we've we're mentioned familiar. on the podcast before, um, because <laughs> Ruby Dixon is a frequent... Unwilling character on this show. <laughs> I don't think she has ever Wait, listened. Unwilling? That that would mean she has listened. Unsuspecting okay. character on the show. <laughs> uh, we stand Ruby Dixon on we this do. pod. So I cannot. I, I looked. I can't remember where I read this. She sometimes includes author's notes at the ends of her books. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that I read this in one of those i could not find which one it was but mm-hmm. in one of them she talks about how the how the, the series came to be mm-hmm. um she is a new york times best-selling author i believe uh it, with her other persona she's oh, okay. traditionally published um as far as i could remember when i was reading this she talked about how these books came about because they didn't her traditional route, they didn't think these books were sellable. They oh. didn't think that they had an audience. But little did they know. Little did they know. <laughs> listen, never underestimate a monster fucker, okay? That's what we know on this podcast. It's an immutable truth. That is true. Did I ever tell you? I feel like I may have mentioned this on the podcast already. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sexual awakening as a child was Beast from Beauty uh, yeah. and the Beast. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. It's common. And I've mentioned that, like, on my streams, and a lot of people agree. Yeah. No, it's very common. Like, he's hot. He's very hot. So milk toasty as a human. Oh, yeah. Human version? Disgusting. No, no foul. Give, give me, Give me beasts. I was co- not going to lie. Unsurprising to anyone who's listened to this podcast before. Ooh. A little bit into Gaston. Okay. Okay. He's I see big. that. He's big and he's got a very hairy chest. He's got a very hairy chest. Mm-hmm. He 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 can sing. Also Luke Evans? Okay. I, yes. <laughs> yes, very much Luke Evans. You've seen that photo? Yes, I've seen his bubble butt. Hello? We've seen it. Luke Evans right into the podcast, please. Luke Evans is a <laughs> he's our number one listener. Honestly, listen, you'd be shocked like who listens to stuff sometimes i mean it is on the internet for free literally anybody can listen to this if you're a famo and you listen to this podcast let me know a famo yeah Yeah. (laughs) me yeah well you don't listen to the podcast (laughs) that's not true i listen to most episodes Mm. i don't listen to them all but i listen to most that's not good enough okay i'm sorry i can't be your grandma (laughs) hi nana (laughs) but 
I, I, all of that to say, mm-hmm. Ruby Dixon is, she's one of those success stories that you see sometimes with self-publishing, like mm-hmm. where someone creates their own empire and oh, like yeah. they, they create a niche. Like they don't just fit into a niche. They create their own niche and then people follow. Yeah. And not to say that she was the first person to, to successfully write, you know, sci-fi romance where, you know, half yeah. love interest is, is alien or whatever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But... She started publishing in like 2015. Mm-hmm. I think I I I it's hard to to measure this sort of thing because the stats aren't really readily available. But mm. like I would not be surprised if she had a huge influence in the proliferation of a very specific type of alien romance. Okay. Um, a very like faded mates like. Super extended universe, right. like super intricate, right? Kind of like the aliens are usually pretty bestial, yeah. you know. Like again, I don't think she created that, but she has done a lot to establish it yeah. just by sheer fucking numbers. Ruby Dixon gets it done. That's a power move, though. Like, hey, I don't see a niche that I want to be in, so I'm just gonna like blow this shit up. And she, I, I, you know. She didn't need to do this, right? This wasn't like a oh, I'm a you know first time author. I'm gonna try mm-hmm. publishing something sort of thing. She's established as an as a as a regular old traditional traditionally published author. Mm-hmm. This was just something she wanted to write, yeah. and so she it wasn't dependent on her trying to make money on it, right? right? She just put it out there because she wanted to write it, and no one was willing to buy it. Yeah, and it's kind of serendipitous that like. It just hit. It hit so hard to get a a small slice of of like how popular she is. Mm -hmm. I can't I don't get the numbers on how many downloads she gets of her books. I don't think I have access to that. However, she has 19,000 followers on Facebook. Damn. Uh, That's yeah. That's a lot. (laughs) And that is those are just the people on Facebook. Right. Let alone the amount of people who, who just casually download her books. Right. Um. I think almost all of her books, if not all of her books, are available through Kindle Unlimited. Wow. Um, so you can read all of them technically for free, although you're paying a subscription yeah. fee. So uh, she's like getting a kickback. She's getting, I think it's by page numbers. Oh, uh, really? It's like by page views. That's interesting. Yeah. Do they like have ads? Is that how? No. Or is it just subscription? It's just subscription. You Weird. can also buy them. Oh, um, got it. But but I think most people read them on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. Because you pay like $9.99 a month. Huh. Um, or you do like a like six month thing or like a year long thing and then right. you get paid I guess from a pot essentially by oh, Amazon okay um huge amount of success with that I think she comes out with a new book something like every two months what every two fuck? to three months she's got constant like books on the back oh burner my God. this woman is incredibly prolific Stephen King could never <laughs> he wishes he was Ruby <laughs> Dixon uh honestly though that's really impressive it's super impressive and these books are like you know they're copy edited. They're, mm-hmm. they're these they're aren't quality. just like they're quality books. Whether or not they're your flavor, regardless, yeah. you gotta respect the hustle. Hell yeah, Ruby Dixon gets it fucking done. Hell yeah. Um, and I, I will say though, off the top, mm-hmm. trigger warning, uh, a major crux of her universe. One of the like the the reasons that we have humans meeting aliens in the first place uh-huh. is because. Most of these people were taken from Earth to be mm. sex slaves. Okay. Um, they're considered like a, they're treated like the, they're basically treated like shitty pets by the broader universe because Earth is considered so primitive. Wait, what are we, what are we trigger warninging? Are we trigger warninging, uh, being an alien abductee? No, we're trigger warning like sexual assault. Okay, got it. Yeah, because they're taken as sex slaves. Okay, okay, a okay. lot of times and. Ruby Dixon, you know, I've said on the podcast before, I'm very sensitive to sexual assault. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't like it in my books. Uh-huh. That being said, Ruby Dixon handles it really, really well, I feel. Yeah. Um, a lot of times she very, very rarely actually depicts any sort of sexual assault on the page. Okay. I think the only time we really see it is the first Ice Planet Barbarians book mm-hmm. um, where we the, the plot revolves around... A group of women are abducted and they are being held captive in a spaceship. They're about mm-hmm. to be like basically sold off somewhere. Um, but the guards uh, use assault to to intimidate them into com- complacency. And yeah, that would make me uncomfy for sure. Yeah, you see you see one woman gets gets assaulted on the page okay. um, and uh, it's super brutal. Oh, um, okay. But 
spoilers, they kill the guard. Oh my um, god, so, we'd love to see that. Uh, but uh, it, it, that's tough. Um, oh, I remember you telling me about this when you first read it, I uh-huh, think. Uh-huh. Yeah. I realized the other day, I was thinking about this episode, I realized that I think reading these books helped with the formation of this podcast. Oh. Because when I was reading these books, when I first encountered them, mm-hmm. I was like so just blown away by Ruby Dixon's universe and the yeah. inc- in- intricacy. That's the word. Intricacy. You good? Of the universe. <laughs> Listen, I'm still, <laughs> I got my COVID vaccine a couple of days ago. I'm like, st- I'm barely functioning. Okay, but when when you told me this morning about your skin hurting, I just, what is that? Clothing, I don't think that's the... My clothing causing me excruciating pain just by being on my body? Yeah. I've literally never heard that be a side effect of the vaccine. Well, listen, I'm unique in many ways. I'm so special. <laughs> you would never survive in the wild. <laughs> Please. And we've confirmed this with a poll. Thank you. It's so rude. How many votes did you get on that stupid poll? I'm like seven. Um, that's rude. Yeah. I think all of them are V spoof accounts. I, I feel like now I should do a, do a poll on my stream. Uh. And nobody knows who you are on my stream. They just side with you. Yeah, you can't. That's not an objective poll. Well, then who would who would make the poll? Because if you made it, they would side with you. That's why I don't make it. Also, because my listeners would be correct. I would be fine. Um, I feel like your listeners know you well enough at this point yeah, to know the truth. True. That's probably true. Um, but I, I was, I so I was thinking about how obsessed I was Mm because I found these books at like the beginning of the pandemic like within a couple of months and because my mom got me a Kindle Unlimited subscription thank you mom Um, and uh, I kept trying to explain the universe to you and to like anybody who would listen Uh, which I was into by the way yeah like it's fucking wild yeah Um, but I also was like, listen, my friends are so tired of hearing me talk. How can I force them to listen to me? <laughs> Let's start a podcast. I honestly, I was not tired of it. I literally went to you and I was like, give me updates. I, you, these books are so fucking wild. Yes. They're so good. Um, so thank you, Ruby Dixon, for, for partially inspiring this podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I didn't even realize that until a couple of days ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that was. Yeah, that was it. It was me trying to explain uh, the Ice Planet Barbarians universe and also Crestley Cole's universe to my friends, uh-huh. particularly Faith, who just kind of like immediately zoned out the moment I started talking Oop. to her. <laughs> she couldn't handle it. Um, I but mean, knowing Faith, that makes a lot of sense, to fair. be honest. That's fair. Uh, she just that's it's just pure torture for it's not her vibe no and that's okay um but that being said let's get let's let's get into this let's get into the deep dark dank hole let's get into this icy icy hole that is my ass now that's hot (laughs) um so (laughs) this the as far as i can tell now Uh it's kind of difficult there she doesn't have like a breakdown on her website of like the universe mm-hmm. i kind of expected her to have one considering how many books she has i kind yeah. of expected her to be like this is the background and this is the you know when this was published and this is yeah. how it began she doesn't have any of that she, i don't think she cares um true but uh, also i feel like that would ruin the fun a little bit well i kind of was expecting a like an FAQ, right? Oh, of like sure. these are questions I get. Like, how did what what inspired these books and all this stuff? There mm-hmm. isn't, as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is on her Facebook and I missed it. But yeah. um, but I can tell you that I believe that the the book started with the Ice Planet Barbarians, the the titular series, and is also the name of the first book. Uh-huh. Um 30 novels and novellas <gasps> in that original series. Oh my god. Yes. Um and this came out April 3rd, 2015. Damn. Okay. Um, and they just finished. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, they literally just finished that series. Um, it was followed by uh, I, the Ice Home series, mm-hmm. which is a spinoff of it on the same planet, which yeah. has currently 13 books and it is ongoing. <sighs> Jesus. In the wider universe, we have the Corsair series, which uh-huh. is five novels plus one serial, which is soon to be published as a novel. Serial. Mm, um, yes. Yes, not Cinnamon that kind Toast of Crunch? Mm. And then we have the Rizdiverse series, which the is what? Rizdiverse. It's oh. uh, the name of the planet that it's on is Rizda 3. Oh, gotcha. Um, so it's called the, the Rizdiverse. And Old it's a series cha? of standalone 
books that are, again, set in this wider universe. Mm. There are nine novellas. <laughs> oh. And then there are two outlier books, which are technically still in the universe, but are like standalone, just whatever. Yeah. Um, Prison Planet Barbarian mm-hmm. and Bad Guy, which just came out. Um, is it is it based on the Billie Eilish song? No. That would be fun, though. No. That would be fun. It's a very good book. It's very fun. Um, well, actually, it's very so sad in certain parts, but it's very it's very good. Um, I read it in in a night. <laughs> I downloaded it oh literally. So it came out uh, like a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I like had it on my calendar that it was coming out, and then I di- couldn't stay up till midnight because I had work the next day to Oof. download it. So I woke up the next day at like five thirty, like I normally do, and I immediately downloaded it to my phone. And then all day I was thinking about it. Incredible. And then I came home from work, and the first thing I did was immediately sit down and just completely blast through this book. Number one fan. And then it, then I was finished, and then I was like, no. Yeah. When are you converting your Twitter into a Ruby Dixon Stan account? I mean, I'm already there. <laughs> um, that all of this being said, also there, I believe there is a um, podcast dedicated exclusively to uh, Ruby Dixon's like Ice Planet Barbarians. Oh, shit. I think it's called Ice Planet Babes or something like that. <gasps> Wait, um, when is the crossover happening? Hit me up, y'all. Hello. Um. Uh, so that's cool, and, yeah. and it's you, I could see why there is a lot of material. Yeah. Um. So those were just the the sheer numbers, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, I'm going to talk a lot about how much I love these books, but again, I want to reiterate that if you are sensitive to topics about sexual assault and stuff, it runs through a fair amount of these books because mm-hmm. a lot of these characters, specifically the characters, the all of the the books that don't take place on the planet they call not Hoth. <laughs> What? Um, because it's an ice planet, uh, uh-huh. and and yeah, they call it not Hoth because it doesn't have three suns or whatever the hell. Oh um, it's very nerdy. Um, they all of those almost exclusively the characters in all of the other books have been kidnapped to be sex slaves. They are either former sex slaves or were almost sex slaves, okay. or are currently sex slaves that need to be rescued. Hmm. Um, and when I break it down like that, it sounds like, I don't know, some weird fetishy stuff that like... I mean, yeah. It's not. It's very much treated as these women are survivors of like some horrible, oh, gotcha. horrible thing that's happened okay. to them. Specifically, the Rizdiverse series is about um, this like pastoral farm planet mm-hmm. is uh, set up to be a refuge for, for rescued human slaves okay um and they're given a farm and a house and they're you know allowed to be self-sufficient and then they're milked like cows (laughs) yeah sort of (laughs) uh and and they're one of the reasons i i don't mind the theme of of like sexual assault survivors Mm -hmm. in her books is because i think ruby dixon is really good at handling trauma yeah um she's really really good at her characters are I don't know how she does it because she has, again, so many fucking books and like a lot of the premises are, are broadly the same. Yeah. Right. Like uh, specifically speaking of the the Ice Planet books. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Ice Home books. One of the it's a very faded mates thing. Um, I, I keep whenever you say Ice Home, I keep hearing Ice Ho. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> Um, but there's very faded mates and we'll get into why that is. Mm-hmm. And, and that broadly has, you know, usually the same kind of premise, like, yeah. you know, man meets woman and they fall instantly in love, or at least one of them does. Right. And, and they have to get together because they're compelled first by some outside force to get together. Of course. Um, all of her female characters and all of her male characters are so different and unique. Mm-hmm. They each have their own problems, each have their own personalities i will say ruby dixon is she writes sometimes fully unlikable characters okay and she admits that she's like yeah sometimes i write people who are just terrible or just like bitchy or just really like god dude you just got it you just kind of suck um (laughs) and most of the time there have only been a couple where i was like i really just don't like this character Mm -hmm. i don't care that they get their happy ending like they're not horrible people they're just like unlikable I mean, that's kind of like a series of unfortunate events, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like the main characters are kind of unlikable because Mm -hmm. they're just whiny, bratty children. Mm -hmm. But like 
you kind of love to see it still. Yeah, and she's really good at that. And she's also really good at, like, manifesting trauma differently in each of these people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, I kind of tie these two things together because... Despite the fact that she's written so many books and mm-hmm. the premises are all very similar in most of them, she, each character that she writes approaches this situation in a totally different way. Yeah. Um, which is really hard to do. Yeah. It's really admirable that Ruby Dixon can do that and she can embody so many different perspectives. Right. Um, because, like, I think it would be really easy to just write the same story over and over again. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like, when you just talk about the broad strokes of a lot of the books that you talk about mm-hmm, on this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm like, like, without necessarily reading them or not listening to, like, the different perspectives, I guess, I'm like, okay, so these are all similar books, mm-hmm. right? But, like, when you actually get into the details, I'm like, damn, there's, like, so many ways to do romance uh-huh, books uh-huh. that I just, as someone who doesn't read them. Yeah. Like, I'd never even thought about. Well, I think because people underestimate how much psychology you have to get into Mm -hmm. when you're doing romance. Because, like, the characters and their relationship with each other is the main focus. Yeah. So you can get away with not having nearly so much psychology or understanding of the characters in a book where, like, I don't know, they need to defuse a bomb. Right. uh, And save the president. Right. Like... Because you don't really care. You care that they're, like, likable enough and that they get the job done and they're interesting people. Right. But you don't care about, like, their internal lives nearly as much. Yeah. To write romance, you have to care about their internal lives. Yeah, that's literally the entire point. Yeah. How do they react to... Everything mm-hmm. is is that that's the plot. How how do they function? What what traumas create them? What yeah. what do they find joy in? How do they connect with the people around them? Specifically, how do they connect with their love interest? Right. That is unique to every single person on the planet. Right. And that is where you have to find your angle as a romance writer. For sure. Um. And it's you have to know your characters so well. And again, I want to re- restate. I told you all those stats. How many books she's written? She's done that. Dozens and dozens and dozens of times. We're That's not even so touching wild. on her other series. Um, like the the Fireblood series. I think there's like nine books in the series now. It's ending mm-hmm. soon. There's going to be uh, the final one, which I'm much aggrieved about. Um, <gasps> bum, which, bum, bum. which is technically in the same universe, which I didn't even realize until like book six or something. Mm-hmm. When, we, when they finally begin to cross over, you find <gasps> out that, um, yeah, in the Ice Home books you find out that oh actually everyone knows what has happened to earth and the dystopia that earth has become oh shit uh, okay and you're like oh i didn't know that they were the oh my god that's cool uh it's very cool um and so i do want to do a small breakdown of some of the, the main characters what she's most famous for Break not the, down, the characters but um so the ice planet barbarians books begin with these women crash landing mm-hmm. on this planet and is wholly inhospitable. It is uh, ice planet. They're they're. Is it an ice planet? It's an ice planet. <laughs> it's an ice planet. They're like not equipped. They're all kidnapped in their pajamas. Like they've they've been held Rude. captive for weeks, and they are uh, essentially um, the the cargo bay that they're in gets ejected, oh, and shit. they are just dropped there. Um, and uh, they they realize, well, we have to we ha- we have to find out if we can survive here like who knows I mean, what's gonna happen we all know you wouldn't survive in in the snow certainly not in your pajamas I in the hate snow? snow i hate snow so much it's cold and wet i don't want it uh but they they encounter or the main character of the first one mm-hmm. encounters uh the people who live there and they're called the sakui uh Ooh. i know Ooh. uh but they are a a race of big Blue horned, betailed aliens. <laughs> big um, blue horny. We love to see it. Yes, big blue and exceptionally horny because Woo! they have what's called a simoint, uh, which is a a little wormy that lives in their hearts. Uh, which oh yes, yeah. uh, which which makes them able to live on the planet because it turns out the planet actually has poison air, and so this little wormy helps them survive. It adapts their bodies to it. It also gives them much longer lives and and heats them up so that they're don't they're not as affected by the cold mm-hmm. um and this is so basically that the worms can continue to propagate their species by having more species to live in yeah um and one of the 
ways they do that also is by they find you your most genetically compatible mate, the one you can have the most healthy offspring with, by resonating, which is to say that when you encounter this person, the wormy like vibrates super hard in your chest. Ugh, that seems uncomfortable. It's extremely uncomfortable. It also makes you incredibly horny until you Ooh. make a make a Ooh. make a bibi. Um, Hello. And you don't get a choice and you only get one. Okay, like, wait. Does this mean no member of this race is homosexual? That's a good that's a <laughs> that's a yeah. I mean As a gay. I fully it's tough. Yeah. In a lot of these in a lot of romance, specifically in a lot of shifter romance, mm-hmm. a lot of um alien romance, a lot of uh paranormal romance. Omegaverse romance as well. Oof. Yeah. I will say, <laughs> the, we've talked about it on, on the podcast before, the idea of a breeding kink. Uh-huh. Right? It's, Breed me, daddy. The sexual, <laughs> you know, the, the sexual uh-huh. thrill of being able to get somebody pregnant. Yeah. A lot of these plots kind of hinge on being able to get somebody pregnant, creating yeah. offspring. Right. And there are queer, there's queer fiction. Mm-hmm. Where that is also a thing, right? And you can, you can get somebody uh-huh, pregnant, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but that is more niche. I will yeah. say this is much more mainstream. In a lot of romance, there is some level of of a breeding kink somewhere hidden in there. Ooh. It's very obvious in things like alien romance, for instance, where right. a lot of times it's like, oh, our species is dying. We need we need women to make babies, right? <laughs> get her pregnant. Is she pregnant? Uh. Uh, um, and inherently, when you is have... She, is she pregger from my broker? <laughs> when you have a plot that hinges on that, uh-huh. or something like the 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 Kui, which is the the wormy, right? Mm-hmm. Who must who who wants you to procreate and therefore picks your mate for you? Mm-hmm. It does kind of eliminate. <laughs> homosexuality don't it and that's a question i've had where like specifically i'm reading these books and like the the spinoff series of ice home Uh is a new batch of women and and alien men Mm -hmm. also like different kinds of alien men not just the natives they're this this batch of slaves gets dropped on the planet yeah and they also have to learn to live there with the help of the people who are from the first series um they all have to take QEs and mm-hmm. they all have to, you know, adapt and some of them begin to resonate and it's mm-hmm. a whole thing. I'm always like, so there's no fucking lesbians on that. Right. <laughs> there's no I was just like, gonna say, so like there's a bunch of women, there's not one that's like, hey, I don't really vibe with that. They're yeah. all straight. I mean, okay. But at the same time, I don't know if like Ruby Dixon is straight herself, right? right. Does it? I, I mean, it's not required to always include queer representation. If you're if you're straight and you're just writing straight romance, like whatever. I don't I don't really care that much. The question is never addressed. I, maybe yeah. it's mentioned once. I I feel like it was like offhandedly mentioned. Like, well, what if I liked you know women or whatever? Uh-huh. Like, oh, thank goodness all of us are straight or something, right? Maybe I I feel like it was maybe once or twice but yeah. it's never actually addressed yeah there's never like some lady in the background who goes actually i don't know <laughs> but like what would even happen in that situation you know what i mean like I mean, would they just like drop them off the planet like that would be worse <laughs> well no because like basically the 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 cooey right forces you like mm-hmm. you physically cannot resist over time, the impulse to mate with the person it decides is for you. Sure. Um, basically, you become so painfully horny that it's like you, you're going to die. Um, Relatable. Over time. Like, it's not so bad at first, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this idea of like, it's a pretty grim suggestion that yeah. if you are gay, you would be forced yeah. to... Uh, oh. But then again, there's instances of... Um, uh, people who are infertile or too mm-hmm. old to have children, like this one character, her name is Gail. She's she's accidentally kidnapped. They they thought she was younger than she was or whatever, and so mm-hmm. they kidnapped this woman, and she's okay. she's like in her like fifties or whatever, and um, she gets there and, and so old, but like she can't. She's <laughs> no, but she's infertile uh-huh. at that point. Yeah, and so does she not get to have a mate or whatever. No, she does. Like her and this oh. this guy like okay. get together, and it's not about you know having a kid. They they just are together. Sure, uh, and that's okay. it. Yeah. So theoretically, like in universe, it wouldn't be 
unheard of yeah. for someone just to never resonate because they are gay. Okay. That's fine. And now, that's me adding my own canon onto I'm, things. Sure. But yes. It's not... I wouldn't be surprised if that could work in the okay. series. Yeah. Things like that have happened. I just, like, whenever I hear, like, a fantasy or video game or book mm-hmm. thing where it's like, oh, like, say, like... An entire race is literally only male. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen that before in, like, video games or whatever, right? I'm just like, okay, but what? I've seen it sometimes. It's addressed that, like, they they boink each other, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, they's, they's just gay all the time. Yeah. I it, They do address it sometimes. Not, I mean, it's... I would like to see it addressed more. Yeah. Ruby Dixon, we need an exclusively <laughs> queer look at this canon. Please. Yes. I have um, questions. Yeah. Mm, you know, I don't know. I don't know if she feels comfortable doing that. Maybe that's, that's fair. outside of her purview. Maybe she feels like she would be weirdly fetishizing somebody, and that's why she hasn't. Imagine um, fetishizing gay men when what? when you're not part of the community. That Isn't wouldn't that... by, by a straight white woman? Isn't that weird? Yeah, that would be that'd be unheard of. I do want to say though, if we're gonna address the wider universe here, uh huh, um, the thicker universe, the the girthy universe, Gr- Ruby Dixon's girthy universe. Yeah. So the the <laughs> my notification. Uh, wait, that's a wait, that's a great username. <laughs> oh, that's that's Paige. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, her username is uh, Doctor Acula, uh-huh. and I'm Vlabby. Ew. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how the the aliens on this planet that the women drop onto. The Waymans. Um, the Waymans. They are also not native. Okay. They We find out in the first book, spoilers, that they are a race of people called uh, Sok or Mesica, um, who, which is like a s- smaller part of the word. Isn't basically. that what they make tortillas out of? Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. For some reason, I look at that word and my brain misfires. Um, But uh, they basically were on like a pleasure cruise through the universe and they crash landed on this planet Mm -hmm. and they themselves had to learn to survive. Okay. And they had to take on the symbiont and the the wormy in their heart. And and they've been there for like 300 years. So there are several generations removed from that and they're living very primitively. Sure. So the wider universe is populated by these people. So we we meet them. A lot of the characters, a lot of the love interests are mm-hmm. Messica. Yeah. And they um they are the big the big blue horned <laughs> bastards. Uh-huh. Uh they're fantastic. I love them. They have three three fingers and a thumb. Um they're like seven feet tall on average and they've got big old horns. Relatable. And most of them like cap their horns in like metal. Um Ooh. a lot of the characters we meet are convicts, ex-convicts or vets of a of a terrible war called okay. the, the Threshian War, um, which just left like most of these people are just like poor, you know, were nobody soldiers and yeah. like wrecked by this war. And a lot of them are like, um, like were injured in battle. So a lot of them have like cybernetic limbs and stuff. And okay. like, there's a lot of really interesting like disability conversations that happen in these books. Um, and like trauma of war and, and being sure. poor and being unwanted. And, yeah. Um, all the things. All the things. Uh, Ruby Dixon, again, every character is extremely unique, um, which is so impressive considering, again, we're like talking about characters that are kind of like in the same situation over and over again. They're all very different. Um, we also have the Corsairs, which mm-hmm. is these uh, uh, uh Started out with a crew of of Mexica men who were just basically pirates, but they're like fun pirates, Arr. and they're like nice. And they re- the first one starts out with um, the captain of this like ship seeing a a human pet and going like, yeah, it's mine. That's my girl. That's, oh. I'm gonna get her. She's mine. She's I'm gonna marry her Aww. pretty much immediately. Oh, uh, that's they're, cute. They're known for like being extremely like basically they see their their mate and they. They know that that's mine. They're very. They're known for being very possessive, um, but like in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in a way that's yeah. like. In a way that's like they know immediately who they who they fall in love basically. Yeah. Um, also same. Yeah, for a little, a limited amount of time. Oh. Okay, not same. No. Yeah, buddy. Oh, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
So, yeah, I and again, I want to say like the the humans in the universe are typically like, you know, former slaves and stuff because the universe treats them like dirt. It sounds as much as, as I, they should as much as I Just love kidding. Ruby Dixon's universe and like love reading about it. I would fucking never want to be in it. It sounds horrible to be a human in this universe. I mean, they're just treated so badly. <laughs> but you would get to be inseminated by a big blue horny Guy. If I was fucking lucky. Yeah. The rest, yeah. most of them don't. Oh. Oops. Yeah, most of them, like, if you think about it, like, we encounter, like, so, only some of the women who've been kidnapped. Thousands and thousands of women kidnapped and, mm. and taken into space to be used as, like, sex slaves or put in zoos or as pets and, Listen, like, horrible stuff like that. If I was a seven-foot-tall, four-fingered, horny blue entity. Yeah. I, I would inseminate you. Thanks, bud. <laughs> um, we also have, I mean, now in this wider universe, though, it's not just the Messica, although that's where it starts. Um, but we also have, like, the Draconi, which are the characters in the Fireblood series, which mm-hmm. are dragon shifters. Yeah, We love them. Uh, one of them is on the slave ship that crashes in the Ice Home series, and he okay. ends up having to live there as well. And he's great, an absolute monster, uh, but very fun. Love that. Uh, he's extremely arrogant, and <laughs> it's very good. Do they breathe fire? Yeah, they do. <gasps> yeah. They turn into like an airplane-sized dragon. When oh, they my walk. God. Yeah. Scorch me, daddy. Yeah, yeah. in their big and golden. Barbecue my sphincter. They're just naked all the time, too, because it's just like, that's a Why foul not? thing you just said. Oh. But it took me a second to process. <laughs> that's bad. Um, You're keeping that in, though. Yeah, first of all, yeah. Make obviously. merch out of that one. <laughs> Barbecue my sphincter? No. I'll wear that on a shirt. I'm, I'll, I'll just get a white shirt and Sharpie it on there for Please. you. Please. Um, we also have like, uh, there are these things called splices, right? Which are just basically like, there's a, in the universe, there's this really huge pervasive underground of gladiator Mm -hmm. fights. And sometimes they'll just make gladiators. Um, so they'll splice all the like fiercest like people together to make like an ultimate gladiator. And they're usually like super fucked up. Okay. Um, and they just like unleash them on each other. And a couple of the love interests are themselves splices. Um, yeah. And they're like, Considered like super ugly because they don't care about what they look like. Uh-huh. They just care that they can rip someone's throat out. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's kind of cool. It's wild sometimes. Um, one of the 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 bad guy actually the the book she just released is mm-hmm. about one of those. Um, the twist in that one is wild. I won't spoil it, but it's it's very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, so like. All of this to say, Ruby Dixon has created such an intricate universe where there's like so much happening uh-huh. and there's it's all happening simultaneously. Yeah. And they're all at this point now starting to kind of collide in interesting ways. Whereas Ooh. before they kind of all of these different spinoffs and stuff sort of were existing independently. Yeah. And now she's kind of tying them all together in oh, fun little ways. That's cool. Um, like the people from uh, the Rizdiverse are now kind of appearing in the Corsairs and, and likewise. Uh-huh. Um, and then the people uh, from like the ice planet is mentioned sometimes because occasionally they'll be like, yeah, there's this like fucked up planet no one's allowed to go to because it's got like poison air or some shit and uh-huh. like you know that's what they're talking yeah. about and uh, like I said earlier in Ice Home they just now confirmed that it is in the wider universe the knowledge that Earth is fucked up, which uh-huh. is what's happening in the Fireblood series because a rift opened up in time and space and dumped a bunch of fucking Draconi onto the planet and oh they just God. destroyed humanity. Hello? Um, okay. Yeah. So they're all like... Just, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Love it. Ugh. Anyway, I love I love Ruby Dixon. Okay. Yeah. Same. I admire her very much. I've never read one of her books, but I love her. We love her! This podcast probably... Well... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it might not exist if not for Ruby Dixon. Damn, Ruby Dixon. Yeah. You doing you. <laughs> so, these books are great. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend them. If you have Kindle Unlimited, they're there. You can also get the these as print copies. Um, she doesn't just write these, like I said. Uh, she has, like, a Motorcycle Club series, which doesn't really appeal to me very much. Because That's I fair. I don't really care about Motorcycle Clubs. Wow. Um, 
I mean. Wow. I thought I, you were a true fan. I've read like 80 of her books, man. Like. Coming Get to good. Um, I also I've read her um aspect and anchor books, which are fucking wild. Like she Hello. <laughs> these books are I, I will not even begin to describe the premise because that could be its whole a whole different podcast because they are so fucking crazy. Um but in the simplest sense, basically there is like an alternate universe where um the gods of this like planet are cast down onto the planet mm-hmm. during like to to kill themselves they're like split into four different versions of themselves and they each have to kill each other until one is left um and it happens like every few hundred years and they have to anchor themselves to a human being to remain on the planet oh my god oh my god this reminds me of an anime um, fucking nerd <laughs> F- fate zero or something mm. I, i've never actually seen it but that's like basically what happens in that anime um oh, yeah I, I, I wonder if that's related maybe maybe uh i mean usually obviously like what happens is the the main character is like a human woman who mm-hmm. gets dumped on this planet somehow uh usually through like some sort of mystic means and she accidentally or intentionally without realizing what she's doing Tying herself to a god who mm-hmm. she then has to help kill the other versions of himself Incredible. on this planet. Again, I'm giving you like the bare bones version Wait, of this plot. It's it, so fucking hog wild. Is it romance? <laughs> yes. How? Where? <laughs> yeah. Well, like um, the first one is, oh uh, God, I'm blanking on the name, but it's basically she's each god is split into four aspects of himself, mm-hmm. um, which is like arrogance, uh lies uh, or deceit uh lust and greed mm-hmm. um i think Th- uh, three of those i'm not sure about the greed um and the the first one is a young woman is tied to a god who her version is is arrogance mm-hmm. and she has to help him kill the other three uh-huh. and every time he kills one he absorbs that version of himself but the end goal is that the one that succeeds and ends up killing the other three becomes mm-hmm. the dominant version of that god for oh, the next few hundred years. That's cool. Yeah, it's a really interesting like system. Mm-hmm. Um, it also means that like they are constantly under threat of being killed by the others as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And also, it's not just one god at a time; it's all of the gods in the pantheon. Mm-hmm. Um, so the god in the first one is the god of war. Mm-hmm. So he's the god of war, and also the version of him is arrogance. Uh-huh. So he's an arrogant god of war. Who she has to help kill the other three. Well, oh at the same time, there's all of these other gods going through the same thing. Uh, right. So, yeah. Oh. It is wild. I want that and, for me. And they fall in love. And, it's, and these books are also extremely long. They're very, very long. You know what else is uh, great, interesting, mm. and perfect? What? You. Oh, my God. Mm. Okay, so... Uh, so this has been uh, this has been it's it's Ruby's world and we're all just living in it true uh, and and I highly recommend you read these books it's so funny because I was talking to my mentor the other day mm-hmm. um, and we were talking about I want to do an episode on cereals um, that was kind of initially the premise for this episode but wait, wait. cinnamon toast crunch oh my god stop it um, is, is the best cereal you know it's oh oh okay all right wait what do you think is the best cereal cinnamon life the fuck i know i thought you were gonna say some garbage like grape nuts (laughs) oh god that's really rude anyone like grape nuts no well why would then why would you think that i would say it is it because i have bad taste yes oh that's fair have you seen what you watch on on the TV downstairs. I almost never watch TV. I know, but when you do, it's bad. That's true. That is true. Um, what was I talking about? You derailed me. Cereals. Uh, oh yeah, we were talking about cereals. Uh, I, this, that was initially the idea for this episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I decided I want to try and get somebody who. Like as an actual like publishing professional who knows how to do serials wow. to talk about it. Well, because wow, it's a rude. really it's a Just really kidding. interesting topic, <laughs> and I want to know more about it. Um, so that's going to be its own 
thing. But Ruby Dixon does publish free serials on her Facebook. Oh. Um, and she takes them down at the end and then she publishes them. So you can't read any right now because she's kind of in between a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can in the future. Um, and she's doing Corsairs. Uh, she just finished uh, or she put out a few months ago Adderon, which is like, which was one of the serials. The biggest fucking himbo on the planet. <laughs> Ooh. He's a good boy, but he's dumb as hell. Same. Love him. Love him. Big blue dumb idiot. Just great. Um, uh, yes, but I just I really I just really like these books. I, I I I I love these and I uh highly recommend them and they they've brought me so much joy. Uh so read them. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right, Fred, it's the end of the episode. So up what do you want you're in the plug zone you know you're in the plug zone plug zone Ooh, plug my butt daddy okay um Go. oh shit <laughs> uh if you want more of me being me uh you can come over to twitch.tv slash filmotter spelled f-i-l-m-o-t-t-e-r which i do need to spell out because apparently people don't know how to spell otter i don't know that's, that's rough yeah yeah yeah. That's no good. I'm also on Twitter and TikTok and yeah, and I also have a YouTube. All under Filmotter or I mean, just search Filmotter and you'll find me. On TikTok yeah, it's like a whole like, lot of Filmotters are there. No, it on TikTok I had to pick um Filmotter on Twitch all one word because mm-hmm. I already had a Filmotter and then it was linked to like my personal stuff so i had to like delete it and then i can't remake the account under the same name so yeah i don't know Mm. but yeah just search film otter if you want to find me yeah he's a famo i'll find him (laughs) i'm big gay and stupid well we all know that uh okay well that's it then i guess it's my turn um you know where to find me kingdom thirst everywhere twitter instagram i've been active more on instagram um Oh, Fred. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you, I've been doing mini reviews and a lot of stories and stuff like that. Um, I, you know, give me a give me a follow there if you like if you like that sort of thing. Do it. Follow her everywhere. Yeah, do that. Um, and then I also uh, we are going to be. Um, oh God, my brain is like not working. Hello. We have a Discord if you want to <gasps> join that. Uh, and I am also taking suggestions for upcoming stuff like. Kingdom of Thirst birthday month. We're rapidly Ooh. hurtling towards our one year anniversary of the Kingdom of Thirst podcast. That's so wild. So I know. This is episode like 35. <laughs> Holy shit. I know. Um, and so if you want to kind of put in some suggestions, we're going to do a listener suggestions episode specifically Ooh. during that month. We're doing cool. four months of special episodes. Um, so if you have suggestions, you have something I want to do, it doesn't matter if it's like a small thing. Um, I'm going to be cramming all those suggestions kind of into one episode. So yes, the more the better. Yeah. Um, on top of that, uh, the, the so the Discord link, by the way, is going to be, it's always in the description. Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay. I'm just going to go off here a little bit. Uh, go off, y'all, sis. Y'all need to read the descriptions of the episodes because oh. I have all the links there. And I, I, this happens all the time where people will be like, oh, well, where do I find these things and whatever. Can and you I literally, click the links in the descriptions? Yes, oh, you shit. You always can. <laughs> yes. I have all of the information. And also, I go through a lot of work to make those funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can I tell you? What? So, Charles, my boyfriend for context, mm-hmm. um, he finally listened to your podcast for oh, the God. first time and we were like hanging out having dinner somewhere or something and we were like waiting for our food and he was literally i just saw him scrolling i was like what are you reading he's like oh, i'm just reading the descriptions for abigail's podcast episode <laughs> he's the only one <laughs> literally he was just reading the descriptions because they're so funny thank you thank you charles mm-hmm. no one else reads them my brother hi charles hi charles um um uh my brother was like asking something about he's like oh where's the oh oh i remember he's behind on episodes and he kind of skips around Mm -hmm. to to listen to whatever he wants which Which is is fine which is fine um but he he had no idea that we had a discord Mm -hmm. and i was like you really haven't listened to any of the more recent ones or at least maybe you skip to you just don't listen to the end which I get. Um, but he was like, This is the best part. <laughs> he was like, oh, I didn't know you had a Discord. And I was like, well, if you even if you don't listen to the end, if you just 
click the description, it has all of the fucking links there. It's okay. Um, no one reads descriptions. Dude, I cannot tell you how many times people come into my stream mm -hmm. and like in the title of the stream, I'll say something like, oh, my sound alerts aren't working or like we're playing this game today or mm -hmm. like it's my first stream of this game. Uh -huh. And people are like, what are you playing? Why are the sound alerts not working? I'm like... Just, it's, Monsters. It's literally like capped at 120 characters. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like it's right below the stream. I don't know. Yeah. I really, I try to do like at most like three sentences and like even then sometimes I just do like one sentence mm -hmm. and try to like, you know, make That's it. too much. I, people, man. These people be reading books. They don't have time to read well, your description. That's the thing is like a lot of times too, I have like the links to the books in the description. Yeah. A lot of times, I mean, all the time, I have the links to the books in the description. So it's like, and people are like, oh, well, where do I get it? Can you like send me that? I'm like, it's there. I did the work. I even used a Billy. Like, I, like, no. ah. Anyway. No. That is to say, you can find all the links in the description for everything, including <laughs> Ruby Dixon's work. Um, our Discord server, which is called the Citizens of Thirst, which is very fun. A lot of cool, cool folks. Um, hmm. We also, uh, I, I'm doing a thing where... Um, if you post your favorite episode on your various social medias mm -hmm. and you tag us, I will give you a shout out on the show, as well as if you happen to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen uh, and you send me a screenshot, I will do that as well. Um, oh. Just to, you know. Get famous. Well, it, here's the thing. If you don't know how podcasts work, which I understand if you don't, mm -hmm. but Basically, what happens is the more engagement that a podcast gets on its platform, so like by hitting like or by subscribing or by leaving a review or leaving a rating or all of those things, the more likely it is that they will suggest the podcast to other people. Right. Um, so that is to say, if you even vaguely exhaled out of your nose during this podcast at all, <laughs> interact with it in every possible way. Thank you. You only need to do it once. Yeah. Because um, you, 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 there's no system for you to do it multiple times. Unless yeah. you want to continue to promote the podcast on social media, which is great. Um, but that way, it's it's not just like dumped into this obscure hole. It's not dumped into the oubliette of Spotify. I love dumping into an obscure hole. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's if, if you want to help me climb out of the oubliette, which is... That, that is not to say that we don't have a lot of listeners. We actually do have a surprising amount of listeners to yeah. this podcast. When you told me that stat the other day, I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I don't mathematically know how that works, but but I'll take it. Um, so if you are one of those listeners and mm -hmm. you have not left a review, if you have not subscribed, particularly on Spotify, it would help if you subscribed. Uh -huh. um, even if you don't listen every week i know that spotify gives you no incentive to actually subscribe because if you've listened to a podcast once mm -hmm. even if you don't subscribe they'll keep it in your little yeah, bar it'll keep yeah however if you do subscribe it'll let you know whenever there's a new episode yeah like um, it'll give you an alert yeah same thing with google podcasts um mm -hmm. just wherever you are whatever you use if you if you are able to subscribe if you're able to leave a review if you're able to leave just a rating or anything like that it would do me a huge favor. Even if, you if could, you're unable, just do it. You know, I think if you have like, if even if you don't listen on like Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure if you have like an iTunes account, you can leave a review. Damn. Now, don't I don't tell, know if that's cheating. Don't tell Daddy Tim Cook that I said that. But who? Daddy Tim Cook. Who's that? The CEO of Apple. Oh. Hmm. We got Daddy Bezos, and we got Daddy Tim Cook. Okay. Yeah. Um, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, be on the podcast. I want to be on well that too, but I also want to have my own billionaire romance. <gasps> I will stop talking shit about billionaire romances when I get my own. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So it would help if you did that. Um, we're gonna be doing some really cool stuff in the future, like a Patreon, like a like merch. Um, all this cool stuff. So give me that mug. I'll give me that mug. The 303 one or the... <laughs> not the 303 Damn one. Damn it. It's too long. It's not too long. Well, it fits on a mug. Okay. It's it's long enough for like regular use, but mm -hmm. it's too long for me to use on Twitch and plug your shit. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be rough to have like my pluggables be a about nutrient slurry, huh? No. <laughs> I feel like people will purchase that in like two seconds. I hope so. I hope so. 
Uh, okay, so I guess that's the end of the podcast. I'm going to go crash because I'm so tired still. Okay, I'm going to go take a shit. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. I just have to pee. Okay, well, that's exciting. I already took a shit. Fred. While, while recording. Okay, well, this has been the podcast. Has it? I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you go read some Ruby Dixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruby Dixon, if you're listening, I doubt it, but if you are, Goyle. Goyle? You have an open invitation to be on this podcast. <gasps> please? Please. Please. I would love to talk to you. We love you. We love you. Uh, Has she ever been on a podcast? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I, I imagine she gets requests to be on podcasts a lot. So mm. I, she probably, is she, she busy. I mean, <laughs> she, clearly. She busy. Yeah. I don't know if she has the time. I won't She'll take it personally. Uh, but, uh. Ruby, if you ever want to be on the pod, talk about aliens. I, I will. I also want to do like a like an aliens merch drop Ooh. as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm gonna do for that. I also want to do a dollies merch. If you want my dollies, uh, you know, we'll do that as well. But that's the end of the pod. So that's it. Come back next week, next Wednesday. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh.